When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, everybody. We're back. Hello. Happy 2024. Happy holiday season. We're sorry we didn't communicate with you. Life happened, right, John? A lot of life. We had holidays. I got sick. You probably did some stuff and the Devils played nine games. So it was very hard to carve out a time to record. Yeah, we're not going to go game by game just because that would take, uh, you know, 18 years to sift through all the details of it. However, we can talk general trends of this stretch going into the holiday break, because what has happened since our last recording and today is that the Devils currently occupy a playoff spot. In the Eastern Conference. the barest of margins. Yeah, the barest of margins, but they earned that spot. They've been playing better hockey over the last month, uh, certainly much better than their start would suggest. Mm -hmm. And uh, there seems to be, I'm not going to say, you know, we're fully ready to hand the reins over to Nico Dawes, but he's given the devil some quality starts and made some huge saves at good times, especially at high danger. So that's turned the corner slightly. Vanacek had a good stretch for a bit before he continued mm -hmm. being the worst goalie in the NHL. Mm -hmm. And the Devils managed to win some games in that nine-game stretch. So overall, in those nine games, what'd they go, John? Well, Dan, let me quickly count here because it's a bit tricky. Yeah. So in the nine-game stretch, they have won five games. That sounds pretty good, except okay. what I'm about to tell you, Dan, yep. is that among the four non-wins includes another back-to-back -back, uh, meltdown where the Devils lost to the second worst team in hockey, five to one mm -hmm. at home to Anaheim, Adam Henrique's first hat trick. Yeah. It, it was so fitting. I attended this game, Dan. I, I was against I was us bemused. every time. I was very bemused by this game. I can imagine. And, and, and it, to make it worse, John Gibson, who is the goaltender to start the game, he didn't finish the game because he got he, he, he got sick mm -hmm. in the locker room during the second remission. Anyway, <laughs> the other losses include a loss to the second-rate rivals Philadelphia that went to overtime, so the Devils got a rare post-regulation point. Mm -hmm. However, it was literally given away by the big deal. Literally, he gave up two turnovers for two goals out of 
the three they allowed. It yeah, was he awful. had a rough, he had a rough game. And against the Oilers, the Devils played maybe some of the worst first 10 minutes of a game. Akira Schmid gets pulled, and this would be the last we would see of Schmid, for he has since been demoted to Utica. But he was pulled, Dan, because he had to give the Devils a spark. Yeah. A spark, Dan. Did they get a spark? Not <laughs> immediately, but they went up 3-2 to two in this game, Dan. Yeah, They yeah, went 3-2. Then... to two. Vitek Vanacek was doing his best Scott Clemenson impersonation in the net, looking right. completely unsolid, but he was making the saves, so you were happy. And then the first five minutes, no, the first three minutes of the third period, Dan, it goes from three to two to five to three as a deficit. I mean, Vanacek just fell apart completely. He, he fell apart. Stop a beach ball. Kevin Ball was awful. Jonas Siegenthaler was awful. The team's mentality was awful. Lindy Ruff kept his time out, so I'm sure he gets the... I don't know, bank it for some extra dollary dues or something. I don't know how it works in a, as a coach. But this was a 6-3 loss, and the fans were – they were starting to chant fire Lindy, Dan. Yeah. I also attended this game. This was this would be the last game I would attend of the year. But – and and the fourth loss to Boston. Now, again, Boston is one of the best teams in hockey, Dan. Yep. Losing to Boston on its own is not a problem. The problem is that the Devils were up 2 to nothing and blew up – Four goals. Vitek Vanacek, pinball flipper man himself, getting beat. Weak side, getting beat. Penalty kill, actually was pretty good in December, but it got beat that night, Dan. Mm -hmm. This was an ugly 5-2 to loss that didn't have to go down this way, even if Boston is a really credible team. And hey, that's another second half of a back-to-back loss. So so the record was a winning record, Dan, and there were some positives, and we will talk about them. But those losses were not good losses, and it's the sort of thing that keeps the Devils barely inside the playoff picture as opposed to being in the playoff picture, which is where they should be. And there's no question I'd say that the defense overall is improving given where it was at the beginning of the mm-hmm. season. Uh, they're not just you know bleeding tons of opportunities anymore and getting no saves. Now they're just bleeding a few and getting no saves on those. And for the most part, they're able to outscore their problems. Their scorers have still been dynamic and they're getting mm-hmm. pretty balanced scoring up and down the lineup at this point. Even, you know, Timo Meyer, who we had talked about was on a little hot stretch uh, in these nine games until of course he gets hurt again. Um, but, yep. you know, given, given what had been happening to him post injury, I think it's good to just have him fully recover from whatever injury stretch this is and also the Devils lost Andre Palat uh, to an injury um, in practice. So, you know, there's been a lot of depth that stepped up and helped them uh, recover their positioning, so to say. Yeah, the, the Devils have, well, first and foremost, Timo was part of the step-up process. Like, yep. he scored four goals in three games. Um, you know, he looked a lot more like the Timo Meyer of old, which begs the question, why didn't you just let this guy go to 100% to begin with? Yep. Hopefully they will learn their lesson this time since this new injury is, well, new. Um, but yeah, guys like uh, Simon Nemich has been a revelation on the defense. There's a reason why Lindy Ruff has given this 19-year-old defenseman nearly 21 minutes per game during this nine-game stretch. It's because he is rock solid. Even Dano is still going, oh, I can't believe he knows what he's doing. And it's like, yes, he does know what he's doing. More mm-hmm. so than I can say about his partner, Jonas Siegenthaler, at times. But Nemich has been, you know, for all the defensive issues you could point out, all the breakdowns, the systemic issues with the weak side defending being uh, exploited, 
Nemich and Luke Hughes are not the problem, which yeah. is very odd. Normally you would think the rookies are your problem. Uh-uh. It's guys like Siegenthaler, Marino, Kevin Ball. They've had some real tough stretches. You've got to see Brendan Smith go back to defense and play like Brendan Smith on defense uh, in place of Colin Miller, who is now a dad. So congratulations to him. Um, but Nebich has been a real revelation and that's been helpful. Obviously the big help, as you mentioned earlier, is the reappearance of Nico Dawes in Ottawa on December 29th. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that point you made about Nemich, it really just, it helps you get over the loss of Dougie Hamilton. It's so crucial that he was able to step up in such a big way because it's impossible to replace a $9 million player. And so mm-hmm. when you have Simon Nemich come in and do what he's done, it just makes it all the more exciting to think, you know, they make the playoffs, they get Dougie back. I, I don't see a way that Simon Nemich is not part of this team's playoff roster, no. you know? He's an NHL player. Like so, he so is, there you go. Yeah. You don't just go from 21 minutes per game to go back to Utica, son. You got to work on your game. Then right. again, they did exactly that to Akira Schmid, who has been horribly mismanaged um, this season by Ruff and Co. But um, again, Nico does got his opportunity on 29th, on the 29th. He played, he made plenty of stops on breakaways, two on ones. He does not give up many rebounds, which makes him an immediate step up over Vanacek. There's a chance that Dawes is ending is going to end up your starter in January. I'm okay with that. Honestly, he yeah. looks like he's more assured. He looks like he knows where he's supposed to be position wise. He doesn't yeah. have a freaking adventure every single time. There's a puck near the vicinity of the net. No. Um, yeah. So that's been refreshing so far, but again, it's still early. We saw what Akira Shmi did early on in his career in the playoffs last year. So it's just a matter of, let's let's just keep a good thing rolling if we can but with so many back-to-backs continuing to go it's kind of difficult to say that you expect a win when you have to roll out the worst goaltender in the nhl on one of the two nights so the devils still have to address that area like no matter what nico dawes cannot be the only answer you give them you still don't have a backup then Um, you still have no depth not only that the fact that they started dawes and i will eat some crow here I was not a fan of the decision to call him up because remember Dawes came off of is coming off of hip surgery, Dan recovery mm-hmm. from hip surgery, a very important detail. He played all of three games in Utica before he got the start in Ottawa. The, the, the comments legitimately said, we're going to take it slow with this guy. We're not even going to play him in road games yet. And then New Jersey calls him up and says, you're playing in Ottawa, son. Mm-hmm. And you know, here's Brady Kachuk. Here's Josh Norris. Here's Drake Batherson. And you know, he rose to the test. So I'm, I'm eating my crow. The gambit worked, but I mean, uh, it truly, truly lets you know, though, how desperate the goaltending situation exactly, had yeah. become. It, it was so bad that they had to put themselves in the position where he was the answer because, my God, I mean, if this team got how many times over the last couple of seasons have we said this, but not until recently have they been able to outscore their problems in this way. But yeah, and if well, they, they got, got league average goaltending, they got league average goaltending last season and they won 52 go. games. So if they set a franchise record for wins, getting league average goaltending, man, imagine if they get someone good, like who do we like, get with that $9 million of cap space, John? I don't know. Are you willing to, what players are you willing to give up to get the $9 million? Uh, that's of cap the question, space right? That's the up. question. I've become attached to this roster. I've become attached to parts of this roster that I think people would lo- would want that I don't really want to move at the moment. But right. again, I'd, 
probably give up McLeod. <laughs> I would too, because McLeod is one of those depth players who has, you know, continuing to play. I will say Ruff should not be playing this man over Nico Heischer in even strength situations. Like a number of games in this nine game stretch, McLeod has played more shifts and more ice time than Mr. Captain, which mm. is not good. But McLeod has, you know, played pretty well for the most part. The only bad game among these nine, I would say, from him was the Boston game where, you know, that matchup got absolutely myrtleized mm-hmm. uh, by um, Marchand and Pasternak and Zaka. But nevertheless, McLeod, you know, he gives you four goals. He was a big reason why the Devils won in Washington last night. So for that vengeance where he basically made Hunter Shepard look like a he made him look like a putt stand. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to say it. That was like, one of his best plays ever, maybe. It, it was one of his best plays and one of Shepard's worst plays. It's it's mm-hmm. it's it's a play where like McLeod hits a guy to free up the puck. Alexander Holtz, another guy who should be getting more ice time and better line mates, Mr. Ruff, uh, flies up the zone, tosses a backhand pass into space for McLeod to get onto it with Martin Feherveri draped over him and uh, Nick Dowd, or I'm sorry, Nick Jensen, coming over to help on defense. McLeod just spins around like he's Denise Savard and flings a backhander low and Shepard for some inexplicable reason raises his leg at the Mm -hmm. last moment to let the puck go in this was just after Washington tied it up at 3-3 late in the second period with a PPG from John Carlson this made it 4-3 for the New Jersey and it gave the Devils I think that extra lift they needed to go get their minds right in the intermission and lock the game down in the third period of which they did so Mm -hmm. credit to McLeod He's doing it, but I'm I'm a, I'm agreeing with you, Dan. If you need to trade McLeod to get a quote unquote big name goaltender, I'm trading McLeod because right now he's having the best time in his entire career as a Devil. So you want to sell high, yeah? Because exactly. even as at his best, we're still talking about a bottom six center. No, exactly. Replaceable. That, yeah. That's the thing. Like they they have the depth to replace that, and while it is. You know, his contributions have been important this season overall. I think he's a key part of the penalty kill as well. But um, you have to get that goalie. You have to. You have to reward this roster and their goal-scoring prowess and their ability. And they're honestly, again, you know, while they fall apart and give up stretches of goals at a time, they are resilient. They remain fighting in every single game almost. They, they, They are still hanging around almost every single game by even a goal. Yeah, they, they only really give up out of this nine-game stretch. They really only gave up in the Anaheim game and the Edmonton uh, third period. Mm-hmm. Um, you could argue the Boston game, too, but that was more or less Boston just kind of dominating. That wasn't less the Devils yeah. giving up. But the point is, is that, yeah, more often than not, the Devils are not saying die in games, which is a good thing. I, I just, you know, but as you said, the, the goaltending needs to be much better. Everyone in the world knows this. Um, I think the devil's approach is clearly we're going to see what we can do internally before we can do externally, because it seems like the trade market is going to be expensive to get a goaltender, especially when you consider the devils are far from the only team with legitimate, you know, hopes that needs a goaltender. Toronto Mm -hmm. needs a goaltender. Carolina needs a goaltender. Los Angeles needs a goaltender. Dan, that's four teams, right? I'm sorry. Three other teams right there. Edmonton, well, they're hot right now, but um, but they could use yeah. a goaltender probably. <laughs> they probably could use a goaltender. I think they've already had the Stuart Skinner experience. Yeah, uh, they're definitely not going to go back to the Jack Campbell experience anytime no, soon. No. So already, that's four other teams with you know in similar situations with the Devils or better situations than the Devils mm-hmm. that need a goaltender, and that's going to drive up the trade markets even for less than enticing goaltenders, in my opinion, like John Gibson's awful contract, someone like Elvis Merzlikens in Columbus, someone like uh, Capo Kakinen in San Jose. 
you know, these guys, you know, this is a classic case of, you know, the odds may be good, but the goods are odd here, Dan. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like it's similar to Vanacek. It's similar to, you know, I, you know, he, he did pretty well last season and this season he, he's awful. I don't think Vanacek forgot how to play. So mm-hmm. unless he has a sneaking injury, we're not hearing about. I almost at the point of just saying, just fire Dave Rogalski and get a better goalie coach and then yeah. decide if you need a better goaltender. Yeah. You know, or, or tell Vanacek, get a different set of pads. You're giving up so many rebounds. Mm-hmm. Literally just try some new equipment at this point. Yeah. But you know, that's going to be a cheaper option than trading McLeod, trading, trading Holtz, trading Seamus Casey. No, don't Actually, do that. <laughs> you don't want to, Why don't they want to do that, Dan? Tell Because he's amazing. He has just taken or been a big contributor in taking mm-hmm. the U.S. World Junior Championship team to the final against host Sweden in an exciting comeback win against the Finns where uh, – I'm going to get this name wrong. Lenny um, Haminaho? Amy. Some of that? Amy, Amy Naho. You gave Amy Naho? Okay, yeah. close enough. But yeah. Hamie Naho, uh, also a great tournament for him, another Devils prospect. We want to keep these guys again. Yeah. Uh, the Devils are in the position they're in because they had, first of all, goods to trade for big players, but also players come up that made a name for themselves that, again, look at Jaeger Sharangovich, was able to be traded for a bigger piece because he was worth something to another organization too. Yes, He was worth plenty to the Devils in terms of you know, trade chip for someone they found valuable. So again, someone wanted to trade for him. We want those kinds of assets. We want those things to be around when this team finally has to pay a goalie. And again, they're going to have to pay some guys coming up soon. We we oh, were yeah. concerned with, you know, Nemitz and Hughes timelines. Well, they're both going to have to get paid and like a lot of money. Not only that, you got Dawson Mercer up for a new deal after this season. His ELC ends mm-hmm. this season. But Claude, is going to need a new contract. Mm-hmm. He is he is earning a massive raise right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like Nico Dawes, guess what? He his ELC is also ending this season. Mm-hmm. So this is actually good timing for Dawes to go out there, show that he's an NHL quality goaltender, so he can get paid like an NHL quality goaltender. I mean, it could be a big reason why they sped him up too. And same for Schmid. He's mm-hmm. also up for a new contract. His his negotiation is going to be more interesting because again, I think he's been given a raw deal ever since he got yeah. pulled for a spark. Vanacek got melted down in the third period to, you know, six, three loss to Edmonton, three goals against for the L and the devil's coaching staff decide we must start Vanacek in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And again, in Columbus against Columbus, uh, they won those games, but it wasn't because of Vanacek. Uh, no, I'm going to be real him. with you. They, they, it was not because of Mr. Vanacek. So yeah, you got some guys who are coming up for some big deals come coming up soon. And yeah, the cap may be going up, but it's not going to jump up $10 million. So you're going to have to make some harder decisions. And this may include moving a longer term contract. Like I know he just got extended, but you may have to think about Jonas Siegenthaler, who's not been playing up to his rather modest uh, cap hit. Mm -hmm. John Marino's not playing up to his solid cap hit of 4.4 million every night. Uh, you may want to decide, let's get out of Kevin Ball and save a million bucks there. Or, hey, wave Vanacek and see if you get uh, $3.4 million off your books for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you mean, know, I think that a... might be a thing. <laughs> that, might, that might be a thing. So the Devils, you know, this is where contracts like the Palat contract hurt, mm-hmm. you know, because that's $6 million. And, yes, Palat does a lot of good things in, in the run of play, but that's what exactly Thomas Tatar did last season. And the Devils didn't want to pay him to stick around. 
Mm-hmm. So you now you got a way more expensive Tatar in Palat. Right. And and again, it it's still what, his second year here. It's, yeah. we got a lot of deal left. And again, he in the playoffs, that's what he was acquired for. This team has playoff aspirations. And well, so they, they, they have get, to get there. <laughs> they have to get there. Like that's my that's why I'm so down on things. Like when people say, Well, they're just a point out of the playoffs. Yeah. They were also a point out of the playoffs literally a month ago. So even mm-hmm. with all their, you know, the successful trip in the Northwest, getting an overtime win over Boston, you got three wins out of your last four games of the month. You beat Columbus twice, which is always nice since it's Columbus. Um, you're still pretty much in the same place. It's so hard to catch up in this league and teams like the Capitals, who the Devils just beat, you know, they're, you know, the Capitals are coming off a big win over Pittsburgh, who is surging up the standings and being right tied with the Devils in points. The Islanders and the Flyers have not fallen off. Carolina seemingly has figured out they want to try for first place, maybe. So yeah. it's a hard division, and every night matters. Well, that's the other thing about getting a better goaltender. Even which is why you got to go in. Off, which you is you got to do it again. Yeah, like even on nights where you're off, look at the Islanders and their ten loser points. Like when in games where the Devils are losing, maybe I don't know. 3-1 instead of it becoming 5-1 very quickly it can stay 3-1 and they can catch up and maybe get a point out of it again yeah this team can score with the run of play they can score against the run of play they can score yeah. in all situations when they given the opportunity ahead. yeah they can they can they can do that they're more than capable of that and this it feels good to say about a devil's team for you know before last year the first time in a long time yeah. but Again, they have to have that opportunity. They cannot just see every single one of their mistakes end up in the back of the net. That's why you have a goaltender. It's his job to bail out the team by being positionally sound and to give them stability and security. Exactly. This is a team that deserves it. Yeah. Enough. And Enough case in point, time. case in point, look at last night's game, which was a 6-3 win over Washington, a, an important game Huge. because you, the Devils are competing with Washington in the standings and you want that vengeance for those Two awful losses at home earlier in 2023. Uh, in that game, Dan, you got two goals from Dawson Mercer. You got mm-hmm. two goals from Michael McLeod. You got two goals from Nico Heischer. Jack Hughes was held to a single point on a power play. And mind you, it's not like the big deal has been bad, Dan. He has 11 points over the last nine games. Like he's been their top scorer over these nine games that we're kind of summarizing in whole. But mm-hmm. that's kind of what you're, that's really speaking to what you just talked about, Dan, is that. The other team can shut down Brat and Hughes and Tyler Toffoli, who's pretty much playing like, I think, who some people think Alexander Holtz actually is. Uh, you you want to shut down that line? Cool. Here's another line of Heischer, Mercer, and um, Halla were put together, you know, because Meyer and Palat were injured. That line rocked. That line yeah. gave you multiple goals. McLeod gave you multiple goals riding with Alexander Holtz who, you know, got his grease on to use a Danico term uh, to get points. Like the devils are getting, are able to do this. So as you said, get the goalie, fix your defensive issues, tell Jonas Siegenthaler, hypnotize him to remember what last season was like. And, and, and you're cooking, but that's the thing. The devils need to cook. You, you can't go, 500 in january and expect no. to still be a playoff team especially dan because this schedule does not get fun well not only their schedule but again you know 
every single metropolitan game is a three-point game these days it's those 10 loser points for the islanders what like 60 percent of those are in metropolitan yeah. uh, division games it's crazy it's it, you aren't getting no breathing room here and you shouldn't expect it we, we expected yeah. You know, we actually expected this to be a competitive race between um, these, you know, three, yeah. four teams at the top. But we did not expect Philadelphia to also be good. We did not expect no. Pittsburgh to be as effective as they have been because of this Sidney Crosby. Uh, I wouldn't even call it a revival because he never really left. But they're, they were leaning on the old dudes. The old rosters got the still got the gas in the tank, Dan. Yeah, they do for now. For now. And that's kind of been the problem for yeah. um, a lot of these teams. Um, Dan, let, let, let me put some buttons on this. Okay. There's two things that have to get better for 2024. Yep. It's been discussed on the broadcasts. First and foremost, you need to be better at home. Yes. That that nine game stretch with the f- five of those games in the middle of that were at home. Most teams would love to have a five game homestand around Christmas. Mm-hmm. And the Devils went two and three and very came, I'm sorry, two, two and one and came very close to two, three, I'm sorry, one, three and one or one, two and two Mm -hmm. uh, with a dramatic win over Columbus featuring Luke Hughes turning into Scott Niedemeyer for a hot minute. The fact of the matter is Dan, this team finished at 500 at home and that's bad. Most teams in the league, the median is around 60 to 63% points percentage at home. And this win is your a, home games. This is a repeated problem. We saw this two seasons ago as well. Yeah, two se- well, two seasons ago the team was just bad. I mean, yeah, uh, but they they almost they lost almost every home game. Yeah, they were they were terrible at home. Last season, they were around the league median. Guess what? They won 52 games. There you go. Win your home games. Yep. You got a crowd of t- fans who want to cheer and support you. Reward them. Anyway, mm-hmm. the other thing here and we've also talked about this, are back-to-backs. The Devils have eight more of these, including one, their, their next two games are a back-to-back set. Both of them are at home, which is, makes it important to win. They're playing Connor Bedard and the and a bunch of dudes called the Chicago Blackhawks on Friday. Yeah, they, they, they barely a, have a roster right now. They have so many injuries. Yeah, the Devils need to beat that team. They just need to, Dan. Mm-hmm. And then on Saturday... This is the important part because the Devils have won exactly one game out of eight so far in the second half of back-to-backs, and there's eight more left. Well, Mm -hmm. this is your opportunity to start making it right. It's the Hughes Bowl. Yeah, part part two. two. Part one was great. (laughs) It was great. Well, it it was great if unless you like defense and goaltending and leads not being blown up, but the Devils won that game. Yes. They won that game in Vancouver 6-5. to Thank you, Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt. But the fact of the matter is that you got to get – you got to do your best to get another W on Saturday. Vancouver's walking through the division right now. They're mm-hmm. on their own road trip. Devils have to find a way to get a result. And if they're not going to get a result then, they damn well better get one on the 20th against Dallas for Sergey Breland night, Ooh. which is the next back-to-back um, two weeks from now. So the fact of the matter is that the Devils have the opportunity to make things right now because if you want to make the playoffs – you you gotta you gotta be better at home and you gotta get some results in your back to backs. You mm-hmm. just have to. You're a New Jersey Devils. You're always gonna play 10 to 18 of your games every season in a back-to-back situation. Cut the crap, cut the excuses, don't listen to Bill Spaulding try to tell you about fatigue. This is a fact of life. Figure it out. Yeah, and it, this all comes as a result of heightened expectations given what they did last year. Mm-hmm. I, I still don't think, you know. 
this is by no means in any way, shape, and form a lost season. It's it's a no. frustrating one, certainly, but the Devils are very much still in the mix, which is not something we were able to say when they had starts like this in the past. So uh, kudos to them for you know keeping afloat despite having a lot of things go against them early on between injuries and just league abysmal goalkeeping. But yeah. uh, we're looking forward to the rest of the stretch, and thank you all for um listening here there's a lot of stuff that happened in the interim and there's a lot of news to update you on but i'm sure as more things trickle in um you know we'll have more updates as people recover from injuries people get sent up and down it's that time of the season where it's time to figure out what your roster is going to look like and for a team with aspirations that the devils have they need to figure that out sooner rather than later yeah the halfway point of the season is right at hand it's going to be in about two weeks Mm -hmm. um I don't want to do the math right in my head right now. I want to say it might be Martin Luther King Jr. Day against Boston on the 15th. This is game number 41. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes, it would be. I can do math quickly in my head. Yeah. Okay, there you go. But yeah, the Devils need to start making some moves. And that was my big lament at the December month in review, which, mind you, December was a positive month. But again, they started it and finished in exactly the same place. So it's basically Lindy Ruff. What are you going to do? Nico Heischer and the captains. What are you going to do? And maybe most importantly, Tom Fitzgerald, what are you going to do? And and I'm hoping the answer is not, we'll wait for Josh and David, as in the owners, are going to ask the same question of, so what are we going to do? You know, this team needs goaltending help. If Dawes is part of the answer, fine. If you want to do other internal things before you tell Fitzgerald to pay through the nose for a John Gibson or an Elvis Merzlikens, fine. But you got to do it soon. Because right now, the problem with being on the bubble is that a bad stretch means you're off the bubble real fast. And if you thought it was hard to catch up now, it's harder then. But, of course, the positive could happen now. The Devils could finally win a back-to-back set. They could get some wins on the road. They'll look pretty good going into Breland night. And then maybe, just maybe, the Devils will feel a little bit better. And we're all a little bit more confident about the team making the playoffs, which is a minimum for this season. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, all that being said, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you all for listening, as always, and let's go Devils. Go Devils. Happy 2024, everybody. 